Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. Hello, everybody. I'm excited today because I have a friend and she's so many things, a friend, a mentor, a workout coach, everything. <laughs> Her name is Caroline Ward and she lives here in Athens, Georgia. Um, Caroline and I met, let's see, it probably would have been about five years ago. I signed up to start working out with her in her basement. She had this awesome gym. And then since then, she's opened a studio. But Caroline, I hear you were an accountant once upon a time. I was. Hope, thanks so much for just having me. And I'm just so grateful for you for sharing your gifts and your dreams with our community and the world. So thank you, first and foremost. Thank you. Yes, I was an accountant out of school. Um, I did what my dad told me that I should do because he said accountants will always have jobs. And he was right. Definitely (laughs) right. Especially coming out of 2020. Um, but um, I, I just quickly realized that doing that was not um, fulfilling me mentally, spiritually, physically. It was, it just, I did that for about 10 years. Wow. So back when you were in college, I know you went to University of Georgia yes. and you were a gym gymnast, right? Yes, I was a gym dog at the University of Georgia gymnastics team from 1996 to 2000. Awesome. Yes, so that was an amazing gift and privilege. We won two national championships um, those years. So that was, it was an amazing opportunity. Well, back then when you were, you know, on the gymnastics team, I think you were probably dating your husband at the time. I don't know. But anyway, did you think I just love numbers and one day I want to be an accountant or were you thinking I love fitness? I love like, what were you thinking back then? Right. Great question. Well, I did love exercise. I knew I I loved exercise back in college. Um, However, I I never had any aspirations to use that as a career. Um, I knew I was type A. Uh, very, very type A. I I do. I love solving problems and fixing them. And I loved in accounting that, you know, there were debits and credits and they all equaled out and then boom, there was your answer. And you knew if you got it right, or you knew you got it wrong. (laughs) And so I was really good at that portion and just figuring it out and the rechecking, um, you know, that's kind of the nerd. I love an Excel spreadsheet. So The, the accountant in me is still there. I still love to create my workouts and Excel spreadsheets and I don't mind doing payroll. So that's kind of crazy. Um, that's but, funny. but I did that. Um, 
right out of college. Um, like I said, dad told me be an accountant. Accountants will always have jobs. He was right. Um, I started working in an accounting firm right after college. Um, right when I met and married my husband. So, you know, I'm from New Orleans and so met and married my husband and started working in an accounting firm, was enjoying it. It was, it was a fine job. It was a great just start to our married, newly married life. And then um, within about two years, I got pregnant. Yeah. Um, first child and then still was working part-time and then got pregnant immediately um at that point no one told me that you could get pregnant with um while nursing so um <laughs> surprise my son um was uh, just a gift and a blessing um but it was right after he was born um that I developed very bad postpartum depression and I still thought I would go back to work to do accounting part-time um after he was born but I really it was having a very difficult time and just really struggling really with my identity. Yeah. And who, who am I? Am I wife? I didn't feel like at the time I was doing anything good. I couldn't do my job well. I couldn't do mothering well. I didn't feel like I was doing that well. I didn't feel like I was being a wife well um, or even like a daughter to my parents well. Um, and you had two so. tiny babies. I mean, so I think that's a common feeling. I remember feeling like I was the worst mother ever. And that was just with one kid. Yes. But yeah, it, it, like it, I'm it, failing. It, I did. And that's exactly how I felt with everything. And um, my doctor at that point, um, I, br- I went in, I brought Porter. I think he was six months old. And my doctor said, you look terrible. I mean, oh, I no. circles and, and, and I just kind of, started just crying and, and saying, you know, I, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. And yeah. at that time, you know, that was um, 16, 15 years ago, people didn't talk openly about depression no. and things like that was not a buzzword like it is now. And so I didn't know what I was struggling with. I didn't have friends that had walked through that. I was the first one of my friends to have babies. And so um, he said, you need to bundle those babies up and you need to go outside and you need to get some fresh air and you just need to walk and you need to walk. Cause I wasn't doing any exercise at the time. I, wow. had let, I let can't every- imagine Caroline. Yeah, I let everything go. And, um, and just mentally, physically and spiritually was just at the bottom. And yeah. so walking and walking. I just remember having both babies in the double stroller and just walking and walking and just really just crying out to God. And at that time I was don't, I was not a strong believer at the time. I'm from New Orleans. Um, Kelly, my husband has a very strong faith. Um, I was drawn to him for that, um, but had never really had a faith of my own. I hadn't at that time. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. And so we, um, just through the walking and through just crying out to God, just God help me here. I don't know what it is, where, who am I? What am I? What am I supposed to do with my life? I was yeah. 30 um, at the time. And so honestly hope that I could, the one time so far in my life, and I just, I hope and pray it happens again, that I audibly heard God speak to me was when I was walking with the babies and he just audibly said, do what I have called you to do. Wow. And I didn't know at the time yeah. what that 
was. I didn't I would know. be like, God, what is, what? You really, honestly, honestly. And so like through walking, but it was through the movement that opened my mind and allowed more of God's presence to come in and just give me just like the grateful heart for nature and for the babies that I had, for the life that I had. Um, God really just broke through my sadness and depression and all the stuff I had been dealing with and just said, you know, one, your identity is in me. Like it is not in your accountant, it being an accountant. It's not in what doing what the world says that you need to do, which is, you know, do numbers or be a stay at home mom. I mean, that was, that was one of the things that like I had felt that was being pressed on me was you need to be a stay at home mom. Um, you know, but then I had my dad saying you need to work. And so just this back and forth of all these, that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to just pile on us what the world thinks and, and put that in us is that is our identity. And that is not, I know that now it's, <laughs> but it's, it's still, it's still a daily struggle of, okay, God, I am, I am yours, right? Yeah. First and foremost. And every day I need him to just walk in me and so through that, um, that's where TransFit was birthed. I um, went to Kelly, my husband, and I said, you're going to think I'm crazy. Uh, I'd like to start. Um, I think I want to become a personal trainer. And, and I said, I really feel like I, I do. I loved exercising when I would think back on what was it that um, gave me joy. Yeah. It was when I was doing gymnastics, but when I was like leading and encouraging the girls and yes. our robot instructor would never show up and I'd take over and I'd be like, <laughs> oh, I'll lead the class. Um, but never, you know, at that point, never dream. But, but I didn't know it, but God had been planting those seeds. That is so planting the seeds. So anyway, we um, started TransFit right at 11 years ago in um, my basement. Started so small. I had one client who was a friend yeah. and I said, Hey, if you see results, will you just tell people? And yeah. I trained her for free for six months yes. and we met three times a week. And, um, from there it just, um, it was, it was God's plan and it just exploded. So it's wow. a blessing. You've said so many cool things. I want to walk back to when you were a mom, because I think so many people, when we have kids, our identity becomes so wrapped up in becoming a mom and I am a mom and that's all I am not and it's not all that you are but at the time your world revolves around the schedule and the diapers and the bottles or breastfeeding or whatever and it just consumes you yes and it also takes you away from um, even if you do find joy in your job it can pull you away from that so kids are such a blessing, but it's also so hard. It's so easy to lose ourselves in that identity as a mom. It's, it's, it's so true. I, I, I know that. And just, um, a little phrase that I've just been saying to myself as I'm really just diving into, especially after 2020 of not knowing what was going to happen mm-hmm. with, with transfit or with school with the kids or with, you know, all, all the unknowns, it was like, okay, the only thing I can focus on that is, is, is Jesus. And he is my rock. And that focus on him, even when things are crazy, that brings me freedom. And that's where my true identity is found. And I just have to say it 
I have to read it again. I have to remind myself of what I know is true, not what my feelings are telling me because my feelings will go back. And sometimes my feelings say, well, you should just go back and be an accountant again. But that's, that's not where I, I find the most joy. And, um, so anyway, and then when Kelly, when you told him you wanted to start a gym in your basement, <laughs> yeah, I can really laugh out loud and I can, I can still visualize his face when I told him that he was like, you're an accountant. Cause you yeah. have two little kids, you're an yeah. accountant and right. you weren't working out that much, right? Um, I had once, you know, I had started walking and doing stuff again and I had always loved weight training because that's what we did in gymnastics was weight training, calisthenics, body weight. And so, right. When I told him that and he kind of looked at me and I said, well, I'm going to study hard. I'm going to get my personal training certification and then I'll start training clients. And I mean, he of course supported me in the most amazing way and, and, and still does. So that, that was a gift and a blessing and I could not have done it because it, wasn't like I just went and took out a loan for, you know, all yeah. of this. To do this. I'm, I was, I'm so thankful that his job can support my, what I now call is my ministry. And yes. this is a ministry for women. So. Oh, I love that. And so you started training your friend in your basement yes. and did you feel like I am doing what I am meant to do? Like, or did you have all this doubt? Like, I don't know. Am I going to know what to tell people? Um, I, you know, and I feel like that's where, when you know, you're walking in like what God has for you, because I, I knew it gave me joy. I knew I loved it yeah. and it wasn't, didn't feel like a burden. Uh-huh. And even, even still today, you know, people say, oh, well, you just love to wake up at five 30 in the morning <laughs> or four 30. I'm like, actually, I, I don't love to wake up at four thirty in the morning, but I love the feeling that I have when it's done. And, and I know that I've encouraged and inspired someone. And if I can give someone that same feeling yeah. or just the hope, that feeling of hope that when you leave, like, oh my gosh, I can do hard things. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I can do hard things, not only in the gym, but I can do hard things in life. I mean, that I, I just, I just hope people can pass that on. Yeah, no, that's a good point that it's when you start your own business and people think, well, she's doing her calling. She must find joy in all aspects of this job. But I'm sure there are parts that you're like, yeah, I don't enjoy, you know, mopping the floor or, you know, doing different things like that. But it's still, you know, you're walking in the right path. So I think overall, your joy trumps all the little nitty gritty details. That, that's so true. And especially looking back on this past year when we had to do some really hard things, had to pivot, make some really big adjustments just to make it work. Um, but like, like you said, it, it's worth it. It's, mm-hmm. it's worth to do those extra hard things. And if you change your perspective on, okay, I, I get to do these things. I'm grateful. It might not look the way I thought it once looked. Mm-hmm. But you know what, God, I, I didn't think it would look like this. I cannot tell you 11 years ago, I had dreamed that I'd have my own studio and amazing clients and a staff of beautiful, inspiring women that I get to be with. I mean, I could not have dreamed that up mm-hmm. 11 years ago. And so I think you just have to continue to walk and trust one step at a mm-hmm. time. It's like, okay, God, I have to trust you with this step. This might not be exactly what I want to do or exactly what I think in my mind this business looks like right now, but I'm going to trust you and know that, you know, even if something 
failed or whatnot, you know, yeah. so that God's purpose and plan is fully there. Yeah. And you're right. Cause so when you moved from your basement <laughs> and you yep. were thinking about opening an actual brick and mortar studio, yes. was that a hard to trust at that point? Um, it was really hard. It re it really was. And I, and you know, that was just open palms I had to really just say, God, I have to put this all in your hands. I trust you. It was a big leap for our family yeah. um, of investment and of my time. Um, I had read this book by Mark Batterson called The Circle Maker okay. um, about four months before. And he talks about you have to dream the dreams and pray circles around your dreams. If you don't have a dream and I, I love, you know, thinking about, okay, now, like, what is my vision for what TransFit would look like in five years or 10 years? Mm -hmm. I don't know, but if I need to at least kind of start dreaming about it and thinking about it and having yeah. a vision and, and it could be completely different. Like it is right now, but yeah. so it was at that point where TransFit was getting a little bit bigger in my home. I had more clients than I felt like I could handle all on my own. And I had had some women say, Hey, I'd really like to be a personal trainer alongside you. How yeah. can I do this? Um, so it was little God winks and whispers. And then that book was dropped in my lap, the circle maker. And it was like, okay, write out your dreams, write out your goals, pray about it. Mm -hmm. And so just a little step, the little walk and, we drove around and we're starting to look for property and it was, it was, again, it just, it was the right time, the right place, the, the right, you know, amount of, of rent that I could pay. I said, Hey, this is my budget. Yeah. You know, never did I dream that that would be the location because I think it's a perfect location. Yeah. Um, so just, um, but first and foremost, praying the circles around the dreams, spending those times, but having the one, like, what do I want this? What, what even is a dream moving forward? What do I want this to look like? But yeah. then just being intentional to pray about it. And that's what the circle maker is all about. So that book really, I feel like propelled me into mm -hmm. stepping out into, into what TransFit is now. Yeah. I love that because so often when we are, when we read a book that tells us to dream, we are scared to put it out there because we think, well, if I say that I really want to own a studio in this location and have trainers under me and then I fail, you know, so we just don't have that trust to take the first step and to say, well, I guess it wouldn't hurt to look at real estate. You know, maybe I could do a budget and, you know, spend this much on rent. And you just take those tiny little steps and we're not going to think our way through a problem, but by taking little action steps, you can, you know, get to where, get to the end goal. That That's exactly right. And I mean, to first set the vision, to pray about what the vision is, and then to take the small steps. And if the doors open, then it's, mm -hmm. that's how I feel like it was, it was completely meant to be. And if the doors one day have to close, then that's meant to be. And God has something even bigger and better for the next chapter, whatever that may be. And I don't know what it is, yeah. but I have to continue to trust, but to take action on what it is that I was dreaming about, what even is. And, and I think it's too just noticing a lot of times we don't notice the things, the people that are placed in our lives. Well, yes. they're all 
there for a certain reason. And, you know, about a year prior, I had had a client who was just very encouraging, very supportive. And she really just instilled in me, like, you can attain these dreams. Like this is doable for you. And oh, that's that, great. And, and that's why I just, I really know like surrounding yourself with people that are going to encourage you, listen to you, but also just encourage you in your dreams. Of course, speak truth to you, but to, to surround yourself with the people that, that, that encourage and inspire you. I mean, that can propel you. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Yeah. We often get guides in our lives and, um, you know, we don't always see them as such. And maybe at the time you thought, well, she's just very encouraging. But when you look back, you think that was a big part of me deciding to take that next step. Yes. I, I just, I try to spot, I call them God winks. Yes. I love that. I try to spot a few God winks throughout the day. And then a few God whispers. Like if I hear something, even if it's from a podcast or from a song, I'm like, yeah. that, that was you whispering that to me. Uh-huh. You know. Like, so I just, I really try to be intentional about noticing those things because yeah. one little thing like that can really propel you to the next big thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, when the pandemic hit, you know, and all the gyms were shutting down and, you know, and you had to pivot and start offering online classes. Like, what were you, were you thinking, oh my gosh, this could be the end of my studio or. Of course um, I did. And, and I had a really hard two weeks, right. When everything shut down, you know, everything was shut down. I didn't know anything about zoom. I was saying, I'm not doing that. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I was one of those that was like, I am not doing that. We will, I will still train one-on-one with people. I mean, cause the yeah. whole philosophy of transfit is building deep relationships with people and having just a more intimate connection with personal touch, with eye yeah. contact, with a lot of things that other trainers don't do because they're not trying to build a deeper relationship. Well, mm-hmm. I know that it's that relationship that leads to results. Right. So, physically and spiritually. Mm -hmm. So that was really hard for me, not just saying, oh, we're only going to have, you know, Zoom classes. So about two weeks, but then God, I just have to say like, but God like broke me free after two weeks. Um, I was inspired by another friend that just said, hey, you, you can do these Zoom classes. Like it was another just little angel that just really encouraged me. And I was like, okay, well, let's do this. And so we're going to try to do all things excellently. So we went all in and they were a big hit. And now like, I'm just blown away by how amazing it is. We have a Bible study that we're starting today and we have women in Florida and Texas linking in to our zoom and in-person Bible study. So, and for our workouts too, we've had some clients um, that found us through social media that are in New York and their gyms are still shut down, but they wanted faith-based training. So they are logging in with us. That is awesome, Caroline. That's a blessing. It it really has been. And one, one of those things that I didn't want to do it, but like you said earlier, hope like take action, take some little small steps, even if it's completely out of your comfort zone. Um, this challenge equals opportunity. That's been a phrase that like, I've really had to wrap my head around and say, okay, well, that's you too. That's not just you telling clients that that's, 
you really walking in that, like, this is going to be challenging for you. You're going to have to learn some new things and go out of your comfort zone, but that's going to lead to greater opportunity. Challenge equals opportunity. I like that. Yeah. Cause you wouldn't have had the opportunity to reach people all over the country. No, no. So that's been, that's been a blessing. And you're also really good. You were doing this even before the pandemic, but you said, you know, you can't reach out and touch people as much when, when you're wearing a mask and staying six feet apart, but you're really good at um, texting people and just making each person feel seen and heard and special. And so I think that's one thing you do really well. Thank you. Thank you. That's one of the biggest things that the difference between TransFit and just a normal studio. I want each client to know, like you said, that they are seen, known, loved, and accepted for who they are, right where they are, in the body shape, the mental state, the spiritual state, any of that, just that they are seen, known, loved, and accepted. Yeah. And I can tell that you're, you're in your zone of genius because you just have that energy about you. And when I used to work out at your house in your basement, my husband at first was like, what are, where are you going at 530 in the morning? And probably 515. Cause it would take me a little while to get there. And um, after a few weeks, he was like, you need to start making sure you go. <laughs> you know, he was like, you come back oh, in such you. a better place. So thank you. Thank I you. Think- I- I call it my transfit high. Yeah. When you're in that flow, you affect other people and they can feel your energy and then they start getting that same, you know, in the zone feeling. It's so true. It's very true. Yes. Where your focus goes, that's where your energy flows. So we have to focus goes. That's where your energy flows. I like that. Yeah. So we got to focus on the positive, the, the good things, even, even when there are maybe not so many great things that are around us. So, yeah. And y'all should check out Caroline's social media because she is just as inspirational on Instagram. And if you want to take her classes, Caroline, they can sign up from anywhere, right? That's exactly right. We have a free TransFit app um, that's free. um, And you can also sign up on MindBody. And that TransFit app, um, you can book classes, you can book one. Um, the first one is free. Uh, so you can just reach out to us too via email at transfitathens at gmail.com or go to our website at transfitathens.com. Oh, and Caroline, I wanted to ask you one more question. Yeah. So if you could go back and talk to yourself back when you were working part-time as an accountant and raising two babies and just feeling totally stuck and depressed and down, what would you tell yourself? Just to notice the little good moments, because I feel like we get wrapped up in the hard, the mundane, the, what we call as normal um, of everyday day to day. And we don't notice the God whispers and the God winks that are there every day. Yeah. I can look back now and see, you know, each part of my college career as a gymnast, um, my accounting life, my, you know, being a stay-at-home mom for a little while, how each part of that was just a little seed that God was planting. I didn't know it at the time, but he was planting those seeds right now and and even planting seeds now for me for, for later in life to really reach my fullest, greatest potential in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, well, thank you for asking. Yeah.
Here are the take-home messages from Caroline's interview. Number one, when it's time to pivot or when change is brewing, it's not uncommon to have the feeling that you're not doing anything well. You're not doing any one thing well. You might feel like you're not doing your job well. You're not mothering well. You're not being a good wife or mother. Number two, Caroline cried out to God and asked, who am I? What am I supposed to do? And she listened. She reflected back on what brought her the most joy in her past and realized it was fitness. It was working out. It was training. It was leading and encouraging other women. Number three, you might have to go against what the world says you should do. Like Caroline's dad, who thought it was a good idea for her to be a personal accountant. Or other people close to her who thought it made sense for her to be a stay-at-home mom since she had two little itty-bitty kids at home. Number four, take a baby step and try what your heart is pulling you towards. Caroline started out with one client to see if she could be successful at personal training. And she did this in her basement with a friend who agreed to be her first client. Number five, Caroline says she feels like she's sharing her message with her clients. She instills in them that if they can do hard things in the gym, they can do hard things in life. Her work is now her ministry. Number six, Shift your perspective from having to to getting to do the things in your job you may not love. Like when she gets up at 4.30 in the morning and she practices gratitude for her job. Number seven, walk and trust one step at a time. Remind yourself you can't possibly know how things are going to turn out 10 years from now. Just be open. Number eight, write out your dream, write out your goals, and pray circles around them. Listen for the little God whispers. Number nine, if doors open, move forward. If doors close when you try to move in a new direction, know that even bigger doors may open. Have faith. Number 10, notice. Notice people who are placed in your life at certain times. They may be there to offer encouragement when you need it the most. Surround yourself with encouraging and inspiring people. Number 11, be very intentional about spotting what Caroline calls God winks and listen for God whispers throughout your day. This could be words from a song, a podcast, or something somebody says to you. These things can be enough to propel you towards the next step. Number 12, take action. Even if something is totally out of your comfort zone, like Caroline switching over to Zoom early in the pandemic, she says challenge equals opportunity. And lastly, where your focus goes, that's where your energy goes. Caroline uses this mantra to stay positive, even when things feel like they're not going the way they think they should go. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. If you like this podcast and think someone else could benefit, please share it. I'd also love for you to write a review on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify or Apple. And lastly, if you would like more of the same, come over to my website, hope the pa.com thank y'all for listening